listening to Making a Difference About Domestic Violence and Abuse with host Shereen Rice on the CWR Talk Network. Good evening, this is Shereen Rice with Making a Difference About Domestic Violence. My goal for this show is to educate and help in the healing journey for those that are suffering from domestic abuse. I'm live tonight, so if you'd like to call me, you can at 917-889-8078. Okay, so I was going to have my guest tonight, which was Carolyn. She's my president of my nonprofit organization, Save, S-A-V-V-E. Um, but as a single mother, sometimes things come up and we weren't um, able to even pre-record because things come up, <laughs> just how it is. So there is a, a second section of my uh, of my PowerPoint that I wanted to go over with you. These are things I'm going to be discussing at the Domestic Violence Conference. So I'm glad to be back on the air. I've been super busy. I explained last week, uh, as I explained last week, unlike most people, I do not get any time off. I uh, During this COVID time, I had to work straight through because I'm in the mental health field. I'm a high school principal, of course, and so life got busier and more cumbersome uh, due to all the restrictions. So it was a nightmare during that time period, only because we were extra busy. But life is awesome. Things are going well, and I love God's plan for me at this time. It's going great. If you're listening um, on a recorded show, that means anytime after uh, 7 p.m. Pacific time on uh, September 24th, you uh, you can't call in. So what I do have for you is I do have a, a Gmail for you, Shereen, C, uh, Shereen CWR at gmail.com. So S-H-A-R-E-E-N-E-C-W-R at gmail.com. I would absolutely love to hear from you. My DV conference will be ha- uh, that I'll be having is in October. It's October 16th to 17th at 2 o'clock in Ivins, Utah. So that will start at 8 a.m. Actually, 8 a.m. is the uh, check-in time. So uh, 8 a.m. is the check-in time, and then 9 a.m. the uh, speakers start. And my first speaker, who's always the first speaker of my uh, conference, is Ashley Martlett. She's absolutely amazing. I'll also be having uh, Susie Fletch um, from Pictar. Uh, Jason Grigula, he uh, joined us two years ago, and Susan Mingle, uh, she's uh, new this year, and she'll be sharing her story and how she was, how she won big in court. I also have a lawyer that's on um, my list now, and he's absolutely amazing, uh, Rod uh, Latham. He's uh, Rob Latham. He's amazing. So uh, he's actually going to be speaking both Friday and Saturday. The cost, again, is free this year. With that being said, I want to welcome you all back to my show again this week. I'd like to remind everyone that our show is every Thursday night from at 6 p.m. Pacific, 7 Mountain, 8 Central Time through October. And then I'll be going to twice a month until I finish my dissertation. I got to work on that, right? Okay, my show can also be heard on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. If you subscribe to those services, if you want a direct link to those services, you may go to the CWR homepage um, at the website cwrtalknetwork.com and click on the logo for that service. If at any time you expect a large uh, a trigger uh, by this topic, please call the national hotline 1-800-799-SAFE, one 800 799 
888-646-7233. And we'll be right back. We're going to a public service announcement. Unexpected reactions to smart financial decisions brought to you by FeedThePig.org. Well, I finally did it. I improved my credit score. You're kidding, right? Uh, no. How are we supposed to be the bad boys of electrosynth pop if you're out there being responsible? The band is about to be discovered. This is our year. Uh, yeah, you've been saying that for a while now. You think anyone in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was worried about their credit score? I never really thought that. Of you're... course they weren't. Rock stars aren't supposed to think about that kind of stuff. We're supposed to think about how many guitars we've smashed, write aggressively sensitive power ballads, start questionable fashion trends, tragically break up and blame creative differences. All right, all right, just... I thought maybe it was time to take control of my finances, you know? Start using a budget. Get out of debt. Set some goals. A budget? Debt? Set some goals? Listen, I knew that we'd have our creative differences, but I was hoping they'd involve a little more scandal. When it comes to financial stability, don't get left behind. Get tools and tips for saving at feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Making a Difference About Domestic Violence and Abuse with your host, Shereen Rice, on the CWR Talk Network. Okay, so those of you that are joining me tonight, you are in luck. You don't have to join my or come to my conference because you're going to hear all my talks on this show. Probably, huh? Okay, so I'm going to talk about the six-fold phase theory. That's a small T. The reason why it's a small T is because theory that has been proven is a capital T. And theory that has not been proven is a small T. So hasn't been proven, but I've talked to enough um, abuse victims and survivors to know that it's pretty accurate. Okay, so this is my own creation. And when you have PhDs, I guess you can make your own creation from time to time, right? So the first phase that I found that uh, now these are um, how abusers basically suck in their victim, how they uh, abuse their victim, how they crazy make their victim, and how they discard their victim. I'll tell you how I found this is or created is one day I was reading, um, I don't know where I was reading, somewhere, and it said the discard phase of the relationship and I thought well you know there's a lot more phases prior to that discard phase so let's talk about that discard phase for a moment what what comes before that and so I worked it and I worked it and I'm like I know exactly what comes before that so the first phase I call the trap I also call it the wine and dine woe is me phase because what your abuser will do is take you out to dinner this is when they first meet you right they're Mr. Charismatic the wine you and dine you and, and they love to suck in on your um, nurturing side. Women have a, an innate nurturing side, and they love to to get in on that and and to basically that's where they start their abuse. But they become Mr. Charismatic, and they're telling you how wonderful you are, and take you to the nicest places, literally the nicest places. Um, and then they'll start to talk about. Oh, their misfortune. Usually a lot uh, is wrapped around their previous victim, uh, which they think, uh, which is their spouse. And so they'll tell you how horrible the last spouse was and all the horrible things she did to him. And, and again, our nurturing side is like, oh, my gosh, 
He is so wonderful. How could anyone do this to him? So at this time, they're pretty much on their best behavior. They're really attacking your nurturing side like no other. Um, Again, they complain about their previous victim, which we would call their ex-spouse, whether that's living together, married, or dating. Well, usually it's the married ones. Um, They want you to feel sorry for them. They want you to to just just feel it for them. And that's, they'll go back and forth to that a lot. Oh, poor me, poor me. Look what I've been through. It's been horrible. There's this woman, she did all these things. Okay, and um, believe me when I say, if they're going to say that to you, they're going to say that about you. All right, my phase two. I call the con or I call it the seal the deal. Because this phase, phase two, is where... They, um, it's where they're working really industriously to get you to commit to them. Now, committing is, is different for everyone. So whatever that is for you, they'll be able to hone in on that. So watch for a short courtship before he wants to marry you or move in or um, something to that effect. Each person has a different level in which they emotionally commit. So you got to keep that in mind where your level is. Um, some, like I said, some it's just having sex and dating. Some it's um, moving in. Some it's uh, getting married. Uh, if you are one that uh, is really religious and you're not going to have sex until you're married, they're going to push that envelope. Okay. Uh, once a woman becomes committed to a relationship, they tick typically stay unless they know the signs of abuse so um and i'll talk about this now i'll talk about that in a minute okay so keep in mind the person you think you are marrying is not the real him remember i talked about this you have person a who is the guy you're you're dating and you have person b who's the manipulator the liar the abuser okay so uh person a who's Mr. Wonderful, who's, you know, you got to feel sorry for him because he had that ex-spouse that mistreated him so well and or so much. And he doesn't say, you know, my favorite part about this is when they go, she cheated on me, but he doesn't tell you how many times he cheated on her. Or, you know, even if that is true, she may not have even cheated on him, but he'll probably because he was cheating on her, he has to make you feel sorry for him. And that's how that goes. So anyway, um, so this is phase two. It's it's the seal the deal. They're working really hard. So phase one is the trap. Okay, the woe is me, wine and dine, make you feel wonderful, all beautiful, all fun. And like, oh, my gosh, he's just Mr. Wonderful. He's everything I wanted. I, everything I want in a companion. Anytime anyone says to me he's everything I've ever wanted in a companion, I always say run because these guys will come off. They, they listen to every word you say, every word you say. And they know exactly when to let you know that they are there for you, uh, that you um, had, you know, bad experience. It won't happen again. This is a new experience for you. Um, they're Mr. Wonderful. So this is, this is what starts the crazy making. When we get to a phase three, uh, once you commit, remember, you had the trap and then the con. Once you commit and during that con time, because you have been conned, um, the abuse will start, will immediately start. 
um, the real him is starting to show. So person B, remember that's the manipulator, the liar, the abuser. Okay, so person B will start to show up little by little. That's why they kind of have to rush you into a marriage or a relationship or moving in because it gets you to commit to them as soon as possible because they know that they can only hold off that person B for so long and they don't want you to see him. So, because, you know, who, who literally would marry someone that you just, after they walk up and hit you? Yeah. Just hi. And they hit you. And then um, you're like, oh yeah. Okay. So let's do that some more. And we don't. Okay. We run the other way. Right. So they do a lot of psychological uh grooming first okay uh it will be very lightly at first usually ending with just joking don't be so serious okay any guy that says just joking or don't be so serious uh wait till find out what comes gonna be a whole lot worse than just joking so don't ever believe anyone that says just joking they weren't joking okay i don't care what they say they weren't joking they don't need to be saying just joking or don't be so serious. Don't take things so seriously. Why do you do that? You know, uh, they make it sound like you're the abuser because you don't put up with crap. I love that part. Okay, so it will always start with psychological abuse and move towards other abuses. Let's talk about the other abuses. We have emotional abuse. We have physical abuse, sexual abuse, verbal abuse, uh, financial abuse, right? Abuse of the family pets abuse of the children. So uh, the abuse doesn't start and it doesn't end with you. And it didn't start with you. It started with a long time ago. So just to recap, abusers are victims of abuse. They have learned to be abusers by their abuser. And that's the horrible thing. That's the horrible part about their life is they're a victim of abuse. And the more abusive they are, the more you can tell how badly abused they were as a child. Uh, that could be not just by a parent, might not be a parent, might be a family friend, might be a cousin, might be a neighbor, uh, it could be anybody. So uh, don't always think that children are abused by their parents because it's not the truth. I've seen some wonder, love, wonderful loving parents whose child was abused by a neighbor. And that was very hurtful uh, to them, uh, to the parents. It was uh, just devastating because they trusted that neighbor, right? Okay, so since they start to abuse you, even ever so slightly, after each abuse, they're going to be Mr. Wonderful. Person A comes out. Uh, they bring you flowers, tell you he loves you, apologizes, takes you to dinner, tells you how beautiful you are, takes you to a movie. Anything to get you to believe he loves you. Anything to get you to believe he's not person B, the abuser. He's person A. That was just a, you know, a, a, just a, a, a fluke. Uh, this is the start of the brainwashing level of control, really. Uh, they want to say, oh, he didn't mean it. I, oh, who doesn't do this? Uh, how wonderful this man is. I love him so much. He loves me so much. It was just a just he was just having a bad day so um ladies and gentlemen it they weren't just having a bad day okay truth is they were being honest so when he starts being all mr wonderful again 
starts bringing out the flowers. <laughs> and let me tell you something. No one, an abuser will never apologize unless they think they can get something out of it. And bringing you back to reality of who, that they are person A is one of those time periods. Okay, so what happens now is it will go back and forth between phase three and phase four. The abuse and the red rose. The abuse and the red rose. So this is where the crazy making comes in, the brainwashing. You're like, is he wonderful? Is he horrible? Is he wonderful? Is he horrible? Is he lying to me? I feel like he's lying to me. But, you know, he's so wonderful. How can he be lying to me? So it goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Now, this will go on for quite some time um, until you kind of get done with it. So just so you know, person B is now showing up more and more all the time, okay? He's not just saying, I'm just joking. He's now being, you know, like uh, you're kind of fat and um, you're, okay, a witch with a B. I'm not going to say that um, because this is a a family-friendly show. Um, So the five things that they like to do is they use the B word towards women they uh call them crazy and um, mine added crazy psycho b so you know that was an additional word for him and uh another thing they like to do is they will start ridiculing your looks your weight your sexuality um so uh, these are other things they'll Anything they're doing, they'll accuse you of. Why? Because that pushes them away. I love watching politics, and I love watching how uh, one group will start accusing another of something. You're like, oh, oh, yeah, you're now doing it. (laughs) So it it just kind of cracks me up. Anyway, so we go back and forth between the abuse, red rose, abuse, red rose, abuse, red rose. Person B, keep in mind, is now coming out more and more all the time, and you now get totally upset. So when you've had enough and your abuser recognizes you've had enough, what he will do is, well, keep this in mind before I get to phase, well, yeah, okay, this is phase three and phase four. So please keep these things in mind. He is not capable of love. Let's start there. Anything he does that is nice is a deception to work you back into his control. Now keep in mind he only has two motives power and control this is not cynical he has been learning these techniques since a child and i did discuss that he has been abused since a child right where uh you know you can only feel sorry for someone so long see until i go over uh, another method for you with you that they had a choice to either not be an abuser or be an abuser and he chose to be an abuser so power control is everything to him he is motivated and receives elation both extrinsically and intrinsically what does that mean extrinsically is outwardly so his verbal abuse or his psychological abuse or whatever he sees you react to that abuse uh 86 percent of all uh, women in jails are victims of domestic violence there's a reason for that because victims of domestic violence react right or they uh were in the choice situation where they chose to be an abuser um, and not um, a survivor. So that being said, um, women 
react to the abuse. Now, when we react to the abuse, now we're the abuser, they say, when in fact we're just trying to take back our own power and control because they have taken that away from us completely. And you probably, if you don't understand abuse, probably asking how they did that. Uh, it is through the manipulation, through the uh, crazy making of the abuse, Red Rose, abuse Red Rose, and us believing they were person A when in fact they were person B. So that's where that comes from. So their intrinsic elation comes from is when they get totally, totally excited that you are getting upset. That just turns them on. And I'm not saying sexually. It turns them on uh, as a person. Um, Extrinsically is the abuse itself. Intrinsically is the DV victim's response. Uh, But intrinsically is actually uh, also it's, it's the elation, the excitement they get from that. Um, if you respond in any way, and that is what the abuser's high, it's their drug of choice, it's what he lives for, then he will call you crazy. Okay, so keep in mind, he has now worked you into a frenzy. He's done it intentionally, gone back and forth with um, face. Two, uh, three and four, and you're the crazy one, right? Okay, so the phase three and four relationship, the abuser will bounce back and forth between three and four constantly, uh, constantly as I said. Um, it will start to drive you crazy because your brain cannot decide if this is good guy or bad guy. Is this person A? Is this person B? Is this person A? Is this person B? And you know what? I, I promise you, um, you will gives him so many excuses because that's part of our nurturing. Um, Oh, he just had a bad day. Um, It'll be okay soon. Um, I'll talk to him. He'll do fine. You know, a lot of times abusers like to do it in public um, and ridicule you in public and you don't want to make a scene. So you're just like, ah, let's try to take care of this later. When people are looking at you like, are you going to put up with that? I literally had people saying to me, are you going to put up with that? (laughs) Well, I did. But anyway, so at some point, you will think the words. If you don't say the words, you'll think the words. Why does he do that? I literally said those words to one of his uh, indirect abusers. So as you start to accept his abusive behavior, his abuse will increase in length and intensity and may reach physical abuse. If he seems to completely uh, intensify periodically, um, it may work into physical abuse or sexual abuse. Uh, Psychological abuse is is far worse. It's the baseline of all abuses. And the reason why it's far worse is because the scars will heal from the physical abuse, but the psychological abuse that occurred prior to and during this physical or sexual abuse is what has a hard time healing, right? Okay. Others will inadvertently start helping him abuse you. This is called indirect abuse, third-party abuse, or abuse by proxy. Typically, if it will be his friends, uh, family, uh, sometimes your friends and family. It's not intentional to help him out with his abuse. They really don't know what he's doing. Now, some I think it is intentional, like his real close. They don't have close friends. His the people he's closest to that he can get to abuse you. Okay. Um, they will think they're doing something good or they will start to believe his lies. Now, a lot of times abusers have, uh, they need to be uh, 
a ringleader. They need to have a lot of attention. They require a lot of attention. A lot of people around them all the time. Um, yeah. Some people like to sit around drinking beer all day long and talk about their wives. And uh, it's not pretty. So this is one thing I want to share with you. I love this song. Uh, we're not going to play the whole thing, but you'll get the point. And uh, it it speaks volumes in my book. Amen. Okay, here we go. Okay. I love Megan Trainer, and that is exactly right on target. If you, if their lips are moving, they're lying, uh, and I don't know why it is. It's almost like a an addiction to lie to see if you're going to believe it. I guess. Okay, so phase five is the honeymoon phase. At some point, you'll have had enough of the back and forth of phase three and phase four, and uh, he will put himself on a self-imposed nice streak. Person A will come out. So the most he can typically be person A is approximately 60 days. So watch everything. Uh, most likely they won't make it a week. But, you know, um, they've gone as far as 60 days, I guess. So he will be on his best behavior until you are convinced the man you married is still here. And, and this is one thing I hear a lot of women say. You know, I love the man I married. Yeah, we all do. We love the man we married. The problem is, is they are not that man. They never have been that man. And they never will be that man. That is. That is the man who tried to just trap you into a relationship because they wanted someone to abuse, and that's hard to uh, that's hard to accept. The hardest, hardest, hardest thing for me to accept was that my husband didn't love me and was incapable of love. That was the absolute hardest thing to accept for me. Once he is convinced that you are convinced that he truly is person A, he will return to phase three and four again. So uh, once he knows that you are totally committed to the relationship that um, he has attacked your nurturing side enough, uh, blamed you, shamed you, um, whatever it takes uh, without you knowing it actually. And he becomes Mr. Nice Guy again and um, whatever it takes for him to, to help you understand that he is not that other person. That was just not him. Then he will go back to the abuse and the red rose again, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. That's what creates the crazy making. And if you don't know what that is, uh, women of abuse, uh, well, abusers spend a lot of time trying to create craziness in a person's life. And, and then they go, you're crazy. Well, you know, there's a reason why these women are crazy. Because they were created that way by their abuser. And you're like, oh, no, no, that doesn't happen. Yes, it just does happen, and that's what happens all the time. Abusers will poke, 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 poke you. You know, as a teacher, which I've done for over 20 years, if I have a student hit another student, I will ask the student that got hit, well, what did you do? Because I know my students, right? And I know the student wouldn't hit someone. But I do know that they would respond to bullying, they would respond to abuse, they would respond to being poked, 
over and over and over. So uh, that's what victims do. And law enforcement needs to start asking the person who got hit what they did. And they can't just believe the lies. Because uh, that's that's where our, our breakdown is, actually, in the legal system. But that's for another show. All right. So after uh, he goes into the honeymoon so many times, if you're not gone by this time, uh, and, and you know how I feel about that, leaving is a very dangerous time period. So none of us that are in that relationship will ever, ever leave or t- I'm sorry, ever tell them to leave. And the reason why is we ask them to prepare for safety because of the fact that 72% of all deaths occur when someone's trying to leave or after they have left. So it's like putting a noose around someone's neck if you tell them to leave. Don't ever tell someone to leave a re- an abusive relationship. Tell them to prepare for safety. Now, um, I've gone through this again but uh, before, and I will go through it now. Uh, preparing for safety could be a bank account, getting a separate bank account, one in a different place than where your bank is, where their, the family bank is, getting another phone, um, a phone number so that you can dump that one because they will try to control your phone, uh, taking money to um, a friend's house and clothes and so forth. Uh, also checking your insurances, see what you would have to do. Also make sure that everything is not in their name. A lot of times they want um, everything in their name so that they have more control over you, right? So those are just a few things to help you through um, preparing for safety. Okay, so the discard phase, what happens after the honeymoon? They're going to the honeymoon so many times and then they're done. They're done. And one thing about abusers is most all of them, if not all of them, uh, cheat. Uh, because they have to, it's part of their harem thing that they need to have. It makes them feel good, I guess. Um, so the discard phase is the one that I originally ran into. And these are what to look for in the discard phase. After he's tired of going into the honeymoon phase to maintain his power and control, by this time he has started to look for someone new to abuse. Once he has found the new person and he has started to establish a bedrock of lies and manipulation, manipulation he will discard you now you got to keep in mind this is the most dangerous phase because abusers cannot love and do not feel shame or remorse typically and i'm going to say extremely typically the relationship is dead to him and you are no longer of any need to him period so you were just a pet to him anyway Uh, That's how I look at it is we're just a pet. The abuser will unattach himself from his victim and antipathy and inhumanity will set in. Um, There's not always a phase six, a discard phase. At times, victims will leave before it gets to this point. Um, But it's, it's the worst, worst phase. This phase usually ends with physical abuse, sexual abuse, or death. And again, 72% of all deaths occur when leaving or after the victim has left. So um, when they become extremely inhumane and you're of no value to them, they will move forward in life without you while they're still married to you, typically. And to discard you, it's 
It's horrible. It's the I, that's what happened to me in my last relationship. It's I've never seen such unkindness in my entire life. Um, it's absolutely devastating. To it will cause you a lot of PTSD, a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression. All of that will kick in. Okay, my show tonight is going to be extremely short because um, my wonderful president was unable to join us tonight, which is fine. I totally get it. You know what? I had kids, and sometimes you just can't reel them in. You know what I mean? Especially if you're a single mom like Carolyn is. She's absolutely wonderful, and I'm hoping I can get her next week sometimes. So let's pray for her on that, and I want you to... I want everyone to have a great night. Uh, watch those you meet for phases of abuse. So if you're single, watch for those phases of abuse. And please try to stay safe. Loves to all. Good night.